0: Welcome to the Rising Stars Podcast, where we unpack trends and tips in the point of sales space and IT channel industry. My name is Kate Arara, and I am the Partner Development Manager at Star MyConics America. I've worked in the channel for almost 18 years, and I've met some fascinating people along the way. My goal for this podcast is to connect you with some of the most influential people in the channel space to provide you insight, and inspiration to help your business succeed. Today's guest is an industry veteran with whom I know many of you are familiar with. As the president of Blue Star Canada and a member of the Blue Star Global Board of Directors, Michelle Seroy is responsible for maintaining the growth and financial health of Blue Star Canada and a key player in the global Blue Star strategy. Blue Star Canada has enjoyed significant growth in the last nine years, which has positioned the company as the leading technology distributor in the country for verticals such as retail, point of sale, logistics, and manufacturing. Michelle comes with a wealth of sales leadership experience within the industry, having spent six years at Motorola Solutions and 14 years at the reseller level. Prior to this, Michelle spent more than 10 years in transportation and logistics with Canadian Pacific and TNT Freight. In all cases, Michelle's strategic approach and leadership skills played an instrumental role in the growth of the companies. He brings along his strong sense of ethics, which is a requirement to be successful in a variety of businesses. His extensive experience in addressing customer needs has always been the foundation of his success. Michelle is also the chairman of the Retail Solutions Providers Association, or RSPA, Board of Directors. The RSPA is North America's largest community of resellers, software developers, and distributors in the retail, restaurant, grocery, and cannabis verticals. I've known Michelle for several years, and he has such a great passion for the channel. Michelle really wants to help the channel be set up for success and is always looking for ways to make sure he understands the latest trends. I'm really excited to talk with Michelle today and for y'all to hear what he has to say. So here we go bonjour michelle how are you
1: good afternoon i i am fine thank you very much and uh, the warm welcome i appreciate of course. thank you
0: of course well right. I, I was so lucky to have such a pleasant conversation with you um around your vision for the future of the channel just a few weeks ago and i just was thinking wow michelle has such a great has great eyesight for this and i would love to Share this with others. And I think so many people feel um, think if things are working, there's no reason to change. And mm-hmm. there are so many of those that are afraid of change. And obviously, you and I both know that change isn't always bad and could actually lead to more opportunities. Absolutely. So, and, and so, what I, I'm thinking is like, you know, as we discussed recently, the tide shifting in the retail ch- IT channel industry and how some of those drivers are ISVs and MSPs. So maybe we could, I was hoping you could kind of expand a little bit on that. And maybe what part are those ISVs and MSPs playing? And what does this mean for the value-added resellers who already have a stake in the channel?
1: Sure, sure. Well, you know, to start with, um, let's talk about the target audience. The target audience is the end user customers and the end user retailers. And and I could go on. Their world is going through turmoil, right? The brick and mortar are being challenged. Uh, Their mission on a day-to-day base are being challenged. Lack of resources, lack of employees, loyalty. I I could continue uh, for an hour on this. So their ecosystem because we're often talking about the ecosystem of the channel and so on and so forth but the end users ecosystem is really really challenged so it is inevitable that uh, these have got to adapt and they've got to be agile enough to go to the next level right to move to the next generation of retailers and it is I believe our channel's mission, uh, combined with ISVs and MSPs and hardware providers, it is our game to, I guess, guide these uh, organizations in the right direction. So that's item number one, or pillar number one. Pillar number two... the uh, opportunity is, is, is immense. But on the other hand, the complexity is more and more at the rendezvous, right? Are you going cloud? Are you going centralized? Are you going to go as a service? Or do you have enough capex to spend money into a project? Uh, then skills, right? So skills are becoming a uh, very, very challenging in some of the areas of the ecosystem again. So at the end, the end user customers or the buyers themselves are looking for solutions that often they don't even know about, right? Because the, the, the other uh, element that plays in the channel right now is the startups, the newcomers, on the isv side right uh it is being documented that by 2027 28 there is going to be over a million isvs in north america so these newcomers are due to demand out there that may not be already met that are more and more complex more and more challenging so When we're talking about our traditional way to do our business, which is a reseller um, addressing a hardware requirement and fulfilling the hardware requirement, I'm sorry, with a bit of uh, complexity around the uh, delivery and services, it is much more than this today, right? So all of this combined together, uh, the end users are looking and sometimes looking for ideas that they don't know about. Uh, It is more and more complex. There's newcomers, ISVs that are coming in industry addressing uh, some of these requirements. So at the end of the day, uh, to answer one of the question mark that you may have, What's the uh, ISV play? Uh, we believe it's going to be more and more and more because uh, of what I've just described, right?
0: And so, what can the resellers do? Maybe with like what what kind of partnerships should I or re, excuse me that but what should re, value added resellers look towards? When it comes to working with these ISVs, because they are going to have such a, and they're they're obviously, you said between 2027-28, over a million ISVs are going to be present. What are some things that the value-added resellers can do to kind of get ahead of this?
1: It's a great, great question, right? Um, Number one, uh, you got to be open to uh, challenging your model. You got to be open because the the enemy of success. I've always said it. The enemy of success is success, right? So some of uh, ours out there have got success already today. Uh, why change? Why why mix anything while I'm having success? Well, when do you invest? You invest theoretically when things are good, when you're financially healthy. Uh, this is when you start challenging yourselves and what is some of the elements that or some of the steps to get to 2.0 and maybe 3.0, right? Uh, so uh, these VARs have got to have the uh, attitude of even if they've got success, uh, looking at ways to get to the next level. And with the Complexity that I've just described. Number one, uh, VARS have got to be more and more curious out there, uh, and it's a combination of understanding the addressable audience, changing requirements, and I we've we've spoken about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the changing requirements, uh, and then how do I address these with in mind, I may not be the sole source of providing the solution, because more and more the next generation buyer, which are at the rendezvous, they're already very influential in the industry. um, They're looking for solutions. They're looking for ways to address challenges and concerns of their business. So it's above and beyond just the hardware, right? Makes sense. So being curious, even if you're financially doing well and you're very successful. So curiosity, understanding the changing environment, right? And this is where, you know, being part of associations, uh, the Retail Council of Canada, the RSPA, and I could go on. Uh, so that you keep up to speed on what's going on in the end user world into the addressable markets world. And if it's TNL or transportation logistics, there's a number of associations out there that guide us, the channel, into where the industry is heading. So the curiosity, being involved with some of these uh, groups or association and welcoming the fact that you may not have the answer from A to Z to the customer requirement, right? So Jay McBain used the word a a couple of times that I like a lot, uh, and it applies to to resellers, and it applies to DISTY. And his statement was, be the orchestrator, right? Instead of being the provider, Be the orchestrator of whatever solution you're positioning. Which means what? Which means the solution side, the financial side, the services side, the hardware side, but you combine all of this together and you become the orchestrator of the solution in the eyes of the customer. Right? Makes sense?
0: yeah absolutely. so it's like you're 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 it's not just providing one little solution itself, but you're kind of bringing it all together and wrapping it up in a pretty bow and all that other fun stuff that is necessary to present a good gift to a customer okay
1: correct correct and 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 again, um it is not easy because. Um, we're into a world where it always used to be: you get a requirement from a customer, you fulfill the requirement, and you're done. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, the as a service, as an example, has changed the environment. No longer do they want to procure; uh, they want to use something—software, services, or hardware. Uh, as a service, right? A monthly recurring invoicing and the managing side of it, the deployment side of it, the post-sales services, the end user customer have got enough on their plate addressing the business concerns that they have, right? Adding complexity by saying, You now have to manage what I'm gonna be selling you. You have to monitor what I'm gonna be selling you. Uh, You gotta make sure that you're on top of all of the uh, install base that uh, we've deployed. It adds complexity. And I believe that our role has gotta become a bit more taking complexity away and why? The new generation buyer wants simplicity and clarity. That's what they're looking for, right? Make it simple for me. Make it clear for me. What am I getting at what price, right? So it is to a certain degree, and you said the word a little bit earlier. It's a shift, right? Not easy, but it's a shift that is needed. Absolutely. So- Kind of, I would like
0: to kind of hear your opinion. And again, that's, you know, this is maybe from your eyes, because you've been in the industry for so long and you've been, you've worked for a manufacturer, you've worked for a reseller and you've worked for a distributor. So why do you think the shift has occurred in the channel industry? And I, I think you had mentioned it when we chatted, that it's becoming less of a VAR led one. Like, why do you think that this has, What? how do you think that we got to where we are now?
1: Uh, I believe that uh, number one, one of the impact of getting a real reality check, because I think there is a lot of negative around the pandemic that we've went through, but there's 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 good sides. Uh, if it makes sense, uh, the one good side is the acceleration of adoption of new ways to do businesses, new ways of addressing uh challenges and whatnot so at the end of the day there was it it was inevitable for the leaders in the channel industry to uh quickly digest what's going on and how do i tweak and how do i Mm -hmm. shift and 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 position myself for future requirements because i'll repeat i think um, you know, uh, the future requirements are at the rendezvous because of the impact, again, from uh, the COVID uh, era. So that's, that's item number one. Item number two, at the macro level, we all know mm-hmm. that the addressable market when it comes to employees is declining, Right. So there's less and less available employees and the decline will continue till 2030, 2031. The decline, the decline. So it is going to get worse, right? Believe it or not, it will get worse. So automation solution uh, taking non-value-added task and revisiting and rethinking, how should I address these? And does does it require a human factor or it requires a redesigning of how we do this, right? So all of this combined together, uh, I guess, came to uh, the reseller uh, channel and very very quickly some of them had to react and the winners in the industry right now were the ones I'll repeat the word that have the agility of tweaking their games reinventing their games quickly to address new requirements that are out there right um so i guess the answer to the question they were a bit forced into this by the addressable customers, right? That came with new requirements, right? And, 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 and the bottom line of this talk, take restaurants or retailers or whatnot, the ones that have survived are the ones that had the agility to pivot, right? The ones that said, we'll wait till this goes through and that we're back to normal um, a lot of them didn't make it. Uh, sad, but true, right? no it's it's understanding
0: it, 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 I think the, pivot, the being being flexible and being agile is so important in this industry because it does it changes so quickly. And with technology, technology is just getting faster. It's getting it's it's as as we've gone through time I and mean, it, it it it's accelerating at an even faster pace than I mean, I've been in the industry now, like I said, up eighteen years. This has been eighteen years, almost in the channel, and it's picking up even faster now.
1: Um, well, the last years, you're, I you're you're totally right, and I'm I've read a, a a book, and it's by by coincidence it's it's on my desk.
0: Oh, the great acceleration! Look at that.
1: So, <clears throat> it's one of the uh, top influencers in retail in North America that gave me that book. <clears throat> And Carl, Carl's his name. Carl wrote a book about the acceleration of everything, including uh, technology, right? So, how do you adapt? How do you buy into it? How do you self-educate so you're still uh, you're still the trusted advisor when it comes to what's next in my business, right? Because at the end of the day. what's on our paper is not really important it's what's on the end user or addressable customer's paper that is important what are some of the concerns what are some of the challenges what are the upcoming challenges that they have that's scary that they've got to address and start thinking and they are not the same like it used to be right talk to a retailer the dot com have impacted them so bad right the the the, the uh, ability to deliver same day the, the ability to take returns on anything and everything that you've sold to them uh, and i'm just touching the surface there's so much uh, and it applies to all industries manufacturing transportation logistics and i could go on right uh, if you don't mind, since we might have some
0: audio only listeners, you wrote that. So the, the book is The Great Acceleration. Who is that written by?
1: Uh, his name is Carl Boutet. B-O-U-T-E-T.
0: Okay. I'll make sure I include that in the notes because I know that sure. some people that want to, to read that and that might be a good, especially me, that could be something that I need to look at myself. Sure. <laughs> um, so we, we kind of chatted a little bit about what the resellers, what the value added resellers need to do to stay kind of ahead. Let's, let's do the flip coin, the, the flip side of the coin. What are the actions that the ISVs and the MSPs, um, what actions should they take and so they can be good partners to the resellers and how they can help to kind of get them.
1: Sure, sure. So, so let, let's talk about the ISVs for a second. ISVs are people that develop the application, right? And a lot of them are trying to be a bit of everything, Uh, the go-to-market, the development people, uh, I mean, business development people, uh, they wanna be their own channel and and I could go on. I always say to uh, the majority of these, uh, what is your core? competency, what makes you unique? It's the ability of developing a challenge into an application, right? Uh, I guess the ISVs should invest and stick to this because uh, when you develop an application, it's got to be dynamic. It can't be static. It's got to be agile because it applies to ISV also enough to adapt to changes in whatever they're trying to address. So ISVs should partner with people that understand the challenges they're trying to address. Make sense? Yes. Right? So I don't know, as an example, curbside ordering, or I don't know, who does have a good understanding of the and user challenge and who is involved in curbside solutions. And the ISV should partner with partners, very often VARs, that have got the ability of having access to the addressable market and have got the well understanding of what's being uh, addressed, right? So the ISV role is to seek into the ecosystem The people that take these uh, opportunities very seriously and that is on top of their list of value add uh, addressable solution so that's the role, I believe of the ISV. Also, ISV have got uh, to think of a way of addressing the market through a channel this means. Uh, maybe uh, multi-layer rebates or, you know, a way to go to market with a formula that addresses the multi-layer approach to the business, right? A lot of them come to the market saying, I got this, but that's not enough. So there's a bit of homework that needs to be done by the ISV. The MSPs, on the contrary, are very often the orchestrator that we've described right they own the services they manage the end user customer or the addressable customers uh infrastructure and environment so these have got to be really curious of again it starts with understanding what's the coming challenges and then Uh, have the curiosity to not say, I own it all and I could do it all, but opening up to potential partners to work with. And in our world, there's uh, a lot of people don't understand or don't know this, but there's a lot of uh, uh, deals that are out there already today that have got the combination of ISVs and MSPs and VARs. It is already happening, right? Because the newcomers uh, and the ones that have got an open mind are already doing this, exploring the potential of the ecosystem and going to the ones that make sense for their business. And the MSPs are the ones that are offering as a service. So, They are uh, already looking out there, what do I have to bring in to my portfolio to address the new coming uh, challenges that my customers got? So the openness, the willingness to partner with partners, and we're seeing this more and more, Mm -hmm. right?
0: Yeah. Well... I know. I, I'm also kind of curious now because you work for Blue Star, one of the the world's leading distributors, technology distributors. Thank you. So, from a distribution perspective, what role do you play in bringing these parties together? Uh,
1: again, it's 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 a good question. Um, I think the one word that I said that, that would apply to some of the uh, players in the uh, in in the channel is orchestration, right? Uh, More and more, a distributor should become the facilitator or the orchestrator of the complexity that we've just spoken about, right? Uh, Therefore, uh, as an example, we've developed a database of ISVs that are addressing the verticals that we're involved in, right? Uh, we are heavily involved in driving uh, MSPs and the MSP behavior because uh, we believe and a distributor should now have um, the uh, windows wide open to look at all components of the ecosystem, no longer just hardware. Um, And you know what? A lot of people are talking about, Profitability and things like that. But there's so many uh, X effects, so 2X, 3X, 4X uh, impact on the bottom line. If you've got the ability of uh, combining a number of partners into a solution, right? So the single margin on hardware could become double margin on a orchestrator that brings to the table the critical elements for addressing a business requirement right and that's that's i believe the role of the of the distributor more and more because also to close the majority of vendors you are part of the vendor community Uh, I've got a very similar strategy addressing MSPs. How do we touch the MSPs? How do we get more and more ISVs involved into our partner program? How do we get influencers involved into our program? I've not touched on influencers, but that's another vertical or another touch point that we may want to touch down the road because there's market influencers in all verticals that we're addressing that the new generation buyer refers to, right? What do they think? What does he think? What does she think? What is she providing uh, as a short list of serious people that can address whatever needs that that I have? So all of this combined together, the distributor have got to play a role of orchestrating to a certain degree all of this right
0: wonderful well, i know that blue star does a great job and they're obviously one of our top partners and we appreciate the partnership of course and i know i'm i think i've learned a lot from you today i know i learned a lot from you today and i will continue to learn from you as, as i'm Thank sure uh, but I, I'm sure every everybody will gain something from all this information you shared. So but before I go, I have one more question before we do, we close. I do have one more question. Um, sure. and I'm asking everybody, what are you most excited about or hoping to see unfold in the future of the channel?
1: Hmm, interesting. Um, you know what, I think. I think the channel is here to stay. There's no doubt about it. But um, when, I'll give you an example. When the barcode technology appeared in the market, we, the channel, were influencers in how the business was gonna be conducted moving forward. People knew nothing about barcoding. People knew nothing about that technology. And we all combined our efforts together to make the businesses better than they were prior to the barcoding era. I believe that this era, yet very challenging, is a second wave of a barcoding wave, right? Where the market is saying, scratching their heads, saying, How do I do business moving forward with the macro and micro elements of the market and the economy and the new generation buyers? How do I do the business moving forward? We've got a beautiful, beautiful opportunity to influence the way businesses are going to be conducted moving forward. So I hope that we're going to have the maturity and the curiosity of self-educating and then delivering what's next for the businesses to be successful in the future. That's my wish.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Michelle. Uh, now is the time to plug something in about you or your company. Or, so like, where's a good place for people to connect with you or
1: your team? Well, you know what? I. My business card has got my cell phone number, even with the title. So you know what? I I, I like these. Don't get me wrong. But a real conversation, right? A real face to face. So, you know, come to Vartech. Come to the RSPA Retail Now event. Uh, it is It is more and more getting back into what it was prior to the pandemic even more than that and I think people are looking at networking more and more especially into these challenging uh, periods uh, and we've not touched on the economy so the economy is in a whole bowl of soup by its own but but I, I absolutely look forward in shaking hands having a face-to-face dialogue or reaching out like at, uh, at with with an email or something like that. Awesome. Well, very simple.
0: Everybody who's listening or watching, if you are curious about Retail Now, RSP Retail Now, actually, Star is a as uh, an ex- exhibitor at that show. Yep. The event is July 30th through August 1st. Um, Vartech is September, and of course, I'm going to forget the dates right now. What are the dates for that, so Michelle? 12th might- and
1: 13th, if I'm not mistaken. 11th or 12th, and 12th, 13th, uh, one or the other. I should know, but you can me give advice. by show
0: by. notes as far as like uh, the link to it. So if, if those are right. interested, they can I'll look that up and also include the information about that. Uh, the grid. U.S.
1: Soil, by the way, this year's U.S. Soil.
0: It is. It is. It means uh, will be in San Antonio in Texas. Yes, ma'am. And then we've got uh, retail now, which will be in Orlando, Florida.
1: Correct.
0: So, Correct. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time with us today, Michelle. I really appreciate it.
1: And I thank you. Have a great afternoon.
0: Thank you. For more about STAR, visit us at starmychronics.com where we also have a super informative blog or follow us on all our social media platforms on Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, all of those. Don't forget to subscribe and please leave us a review. We love to hear from you all. And that's it for this episode of Rising Stars Podcast. I'm Kate Amara and I will see you next time. we we'll